Hello and welcome to the Weekend Spread presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is the Schooner Pods Weekly College Football Pick'em Podcast. I'm your host Bobby Howard. With me today as always, we've got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee, and Boaten Blake, the captain himself. And fellas, uh, look, last week was a bye week for us OU fans. It was an interesting week. Ups, downs. I made a good run. I went 7-3. and three. Could have been a lot better, but we won't talk about that. But uh, I don't know. We don't have a lot of college football left. We're in the final stretch, and uh, this race is starting to narrow out a bit. So, um, Blake, I completely forgot to take – Jameson's leading, right? Not Blake, right? Jameson yes, is. second week in a row. You cheated me. I, I didn't Jameson, cheat you. They are, they are tied on wins. You're confused because they are tied, on, tied wins. on wins. All, that, all the matters are L's. Trip. That's right. All That's that true. matters are else. That is You're true. gonna have to use that pot of greed at one point, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what if he just holds on? To, we have to force him into using. We don't. It, right? Yes, there is. There is no rule that says he has. <laughs> Ooh, I, don't. I thought that's the if whole he, point. <laughs> if he does not use the pot of greed, it will be an automatic loss. There. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't like this rule being. I don't like. I feel like that's in, a word. In the middle of already people using their pot of greeds. Is this another ex post facto here, Blake? This seems like it. Well, <laughs> that, is some that is how. That is how. I want. I want to use the video clip again before the end of the season, and I'd be upset <laughs> if, due to strategic uh, cowardice, <laughs> it was never used. So, patience, anyways. young Bobbert. Okay, we'll, we'll see. I, I I know you're just savoring. I know you have one circled down the line at some point. But um, yeah, so Jameson, how are you feeling? Uh, on top, doing good. Um, I don't know. Are you are you nervous down the stretch? Or are you feeling comfy? I mean, I I feel all right. I'm just picking. Here's the thing. I went five and five last week, and usually that's pretty decent. But y'all six and four, six and four, seven and three. Y'all are creeping up, and I started off bad. Like I think I was started off one in five and then i hit off four straight to get me to five and five so things were looking a little bit scary but 46 and 37 on the year that's that's consistency let me tell you so that's good you won't get that anywhere else oh Except no for <laughs> <laughs> he's still, still muted he can't figure it out I, I was muted. I was excuses. muted because okay. So for the for the uh, uh, listeners who cannot see because it's 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 a you know uh, a visual medium on YouTube, I am uh, currently eating a quesadilla. Uh, I, I so if you hear me like accident, hopefully I don't accidentally go to mute, but I do not want to make this a quesadilla a- AMSR. So, um, yeah, that, that, that mute button will be on me. So, um, but Blake, yeah, no, what about your week, man? This week, honestly, fantastic. The big 12 continually to produce great games and the frogs, the frogs keep rolling the luckiest team in America. I'm loving it. And look, I know Jameson was getting a little, uh, was getting in my, like, I don't know what you were doing. You were trying to discredit, but. All hail his hypnotoad. Let's go. Frogs by 90, baby. Hypnotoad is leading the charge. And I college football playoff? Maybe. Who knows? We got a few more. He said the P word. He said the P word. I did have to put, I will I will tell the listeners this. Uh I did have to put in my holiday vacation days, and I did put one in for uh December 30th. So I'm telling you. 
Wow, okay. The, 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 I have the chips to. Are I had to, because if we do make it, the good thing is, like, if we don't make it and still win the Big 12, then we get Sugar Bowl, and I really want to go to a Sugar Bowl in New Orleans on New Year's. I think it'd be awesome. But I have to plan. I have to plan ahead. I just don't know. The problem is we're running out of room. We're running out of room when TCU can lose. I don't want it to be against West Virginia. Definitely not Texas Tech. Definitely, definitely, definitely not Texas Tech. And I hate that I'm going to be with two oh, of y'all please, that weekend. Please. That weekend <laughs> with that happening that I can't hide. Uh, Texas, eh, understandable, can't be Baylor. And then Iowa State, What that would just be irony. So... Uh, but yeah, I'm hyped about the frogs. Another comeback win, taking out quarterbacks. I guess that's what we do this day, these days. But yeah, bounty gate with the frogs. Bounty gate, thirty for thirty in a decade. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Ty, your thoughts on everything? I know I kind of crept up. It looked like you were about to kind of start running away from the back. Uh, at least running away from me. I was spiraling into uh, just L's. But um, no, like it's it's kind of a tight race for the bottom now, Ty. Well, it's a tight race across the board. I I think um, I'll have to pull up the numbers real quick, but I think really uh, no one is really – yeah, I'm only three three uh, wins behind Jamison and Blake currently. So we are, we are very, very tight across the board. I know that they will make their arguments that they are light years ahead. We are very tranched currently, and in, in you and I being separated by – uh, one win and loss, and then those two being separated by one win and loss. But we are we're certainly keeping it close all the way through the season, uh, which is funny. Just a razor's edge above 500. But yeah, pretty pretty good weekend. I'm super happy about my Hawaii pick. That was a, just a great strategic move to push the vote to get that game on the slate because I was the only one that profited from that. And then, you know, I was severely punished by believing in UCLA. Uh, the Clemson one was just just rough, and then uh, you know lost on Ole Miss, and then of course lost on A and M, uh, of course because they lost in the most, or they they didn't cover in the most A and M way possible by allowing the opening kick to come back, and then just really dominating the rest of the game after just being embarrassed in the first quarter. So uh, rough weekend overall in terms of gambling. Uh, probably a good time that OU was was off. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, the, the Island Boys on uh, on being on Island for the Island Boys uh of um Hawaii was a was a was a good strategy. That was one of my two bad beats. That one and then my wild card of Cincy minus three and a half was a total meltdown. I hate I hate that Blake got that one over me. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, but we move on. Um so anyways, let's get this thing started with our first game of the week. All lines presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. That's not right. Um, it disappeared. So we're going to start with Notre Dame and Syracuse because oh, my overlay goes. No, 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 no. This one's not on me. This one's not on me. Tricks, StreamYard, tricks stre- and gimmicks. Bobby's stream- pulling out all the tricks. StreamYard has started game. like StreamYard has started deleting overlays on accident. So it hold your hold your horses. I got it fixed. We're going to go with Cincinnati at UCF. Uh, the Knights favored by two here. Um, and Jameson, since you're in the lead, you will start us off here. Uh, Cincy, you know, they're, they're ranked. They're still kind of floating around with the top 25 after that Arkansas loss, but ha- have they looked impressive? I don't really think so. What do you think? Do you think they uh, go into the bounce house and get a two point cover and a win? 
this I hate picking this game. Like Central Florida has just been so hot and cold. Sometimes I'm watching them and I'm like, wow, I really like John Rice Plumley. I think he's got something. And then last week to go out and he throws three interceptions and ugh, and lost to Eastern Carolina by or East Carolina by three touchdowns. I just can't can't pick that. That's just terrible, terrible momentum. That's gonna be hard to back um bounce back from i'm just gonna go cincinnati plus two here all I'm right all what about you Blake? Golden Knights. this one this one's an easy one for me i think cincinnati is one of the most overrated teams right now in the nation granted their defensive metrics are good but smu is the best offense they played all year long and that was smu with their backup quarterback like that doesn't inspire much hope that this defense has been tested and john rice plumley he is hot or cold. I'll give Jameson that. Great runner, though. If Gus Malzahn can set him up in the run game and just get that guy moving, it's going to be hard to stop. And I like UCF at home. I think the bounce house is a good home field advantage. And lastly, like I told Bobby last week, I think 2-11 and 11 is uh, Luke Fickle against the spread uh, on the road. So that's now two and twelve after Bobby lost last week. So I am I just don't feel confident with the Cincinnati team. I think people are gonna overrate them just because they have a little number next to them when in reality these teams are probably very similar. Ty. Yeah, I agree with everything that Blake said. I think that UCF is gonna get the cover in this one. I think Cincinnati is a bit overrated just because of their schedule. The only team that has any merit to them on their schedule is Arkansas and they lost that game and Arkansas is not that good. And then like Blake touched on, they just barely won uh, in their last game against an SMU team without their best quarterback. So I really like the Knights to get the cover in this one. I think uh, McKenzie Milton is going to, uh, to be able to put up some points on them and uh, get the dub. He is 100% <laughs> still there probably. Um <laughs> Uh, but no, okay, so I this is a spite pick for me. Uh, I'm going to go with UCF. I'm mad at Cincinnati after what they did. Those bums completely collapsed in the fourth quarter. They had that game set, covered, done, sealed, delivered, and they blew it. And you know what? I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I think the bounce house will be going for this one. This is a future Big 12 matchup. Next year, it'll be a Big 12 game. Um, but UCF, you know, like, just looking at their resume, you know, they uh, they played a, a couple tough games, had that really bad Louisville loss, uh, got beat pretty bad to Eastern Carolina. You know what? They're different at home. It's a different vibe at home. So give me UCF. Uh, just looking at what they've done at home versus on the road, totally different team. So moving on, let's go with the Notre Dame fighting Irish heading to the not carrier dome. A lot of Syracuse in the weekend spread so far in the past couple weeks. Uh, uh, Q's favored by two and a half fresh off of their near upset victory uh, against the Clemson Tigers. Um, and you know what? I, the only reason this is two and a half is because of the interlocking ND on the other side of here. Um, I think Syracuse showed, showed a lot to me. They kind of got out, outfoxed by Davos uh, uh, Sweeney whenever uh, Cade Klubnik came in, changed that game entirely. Kind of hit him with a Caleb Williams situation. But, you know, I think they're good. I think they're going to come into the not carrier dome and uh, get a solid win, get a solid cover. Two and a half feels like a really good number for me here. So I'm going to go with the Orange Men here. Ty? 
Yeah, weirdly enough, I think I have to take Syracuse in this one as well. I think there is tremendous upset potential in this game, and I think that goes beyond the the brand value of Notre Dame. But I was pretty impressed by Syracuse last week against Clemson. Clemson, obviously, you know, they've had their issues with with sort of explosiveness and, and things like that. But I think that Syracuse at home is going to be able to just put together a, a good football game against this Notre Dame team that has definitely stumbled uh, significantly this year. Although they are sort of recovering, uh, I think Syracuse is going to give them another loss and, and send it back down to 500. So give me the uh, – I literally, this is not a bit. I do not know what Syracuse's team is called. I think they're called the Fighting uh, Illinois. Uh, so give me oh, Syracuse no. uh, minus two and a half. <laughs> okay. Are, is Syracuse and Illinois are those the same places? That that that's another theory we should take. I think but. it's in it's in Illinois. It's not. Yeah, it's not Syrac- the same place. It's a city within Illinois. Gotcha. This is Syrac- Syracuse, Illinois. That makes sense. Uh, Blake, who you got here? Yep, I'm going opposite of y'all. I got Notre Dame. I think uh, there's one game I think back to with Notre Dame, and that's that UNC game where they played a a team, a ACC team with a great offense and basically shut them down. Like, uh, I, I just can't go away from that. That was a great game on the road, similar circumstances against the UNC team was hot. I like the Irish. It does worry me. Like the Irish, I think have a good defense, but their offense, Drew Pine, he can't throw it outside the numbers. I think outside the numbers, they rank dead last in the FBS, not power five FBS. Uh, they can't. They can only run the ball, and they can throw it to their tight end across the middle. That's all they can do. They're very, very limited. But I think they have to pull it together because, uh, gosh, who's uh, Notre Dame's offensive coordinator? Reese. Uh, uh, Tommy Reese. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Reese. Reese. Yeah, I bet Tommy Reese. Like, if he can't pull it together in these last few games, he's gone after the end of the season. Like, this is embarrassing how they're playing right now. I think the uh, Fighting Irish pull it together, especially coming off a. Week, an easier week with UNLV compared to Clemson. This is just a lot for the Orange, who's not experienced in playing these big games like this, to go up again next week against a traditional power. So give me the Irish. Gotcha. Jameson, who do you got? I've been really back and forth on this one because watching that Clemson game, Syracuse offense really passed the eye test with me in a lot of measures. I think they have, you know, good quarterback, running back, wide receiver that can go out and make them plays. But my decision was made before this by exactly what Blake said. And I think that they were really pumped up for that Clemson game. They probably put into a a lot into it because obviously Clemson's the powerhouse, the ACC. Now they have to play a bunch of talent again in Notre Dame. And I understand that we talk about the Stanford loss and how ugly it was and Drew Pine and his inability and the Reese conflict and all of that stuff. I think this is a really close game, really, really close. And it's a toss up for me. So I'm just going to go with plus two and a half whenever I think it's a toss up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, much to Blake's chagrin, we've got Kentucky back again. They keep going through that revolving door where they're considered good, but they're not really that great. They're traveling the Rocky top to take on the Tennessee volunteers who are favored by 12. Uh, Jameson, do you think Tennessee and the Vols keep things rolling and, uh, beat Kentucky in, um, in a way that would cover the spread here? We're all picking Tennessee. I, I think we all know that. Like, that place is going to be electric again. Like, 
Kentucky coming in, obviously you've just been very fickle for the past couple weeks in terms of their performance. Tennessee and Hendon Hooker, they've got it going. Like Hendon Hooker is trying to win the Heisman right now. I think he just goes and explodes some more. Blake? Easy one. I think Kentucky's still the most one of the most overrated teams in the entire nation. It's a shame that we have polls that put a little number next to them that the casuals think, oh, this team must be good. They really aren't. They don't have a signature win all season. Their offense really isn't that good. Their defense, I guess you could say, is better. But I think this t- Tennessee poses so many problems on offense. They're basically running that Art Bryles, like air raid style offensive scheme which is a cheat code when you have a good quarterback like Kenan Hooker I think they just throw up points on them I don't think Kentucky they might get some resistance early on but seeing how Alabama basically had to just duel them offensively and can't stop this offensive like this offensive firepower that Tennessee gives why do I trust Kentucky to somehow pull it together on the road in this great home atmosphere at Neyland I don't see it overrated i think this is i think they went by 20 30 give me to see fair enough ty who do you got i like the volunteers in this one something that we haven't mentioned is that bama game was so ridiculously important for tennessee in terms of the eye test for a playoff committee and for national discussion but it didn't get them any closer to the sec championship this is kentucky as bad as they are uh, is, I guess, not counting Tennessee, the second most competitive team in the East uh, that Tennessee is going to have to face. So this one matters a lot to Tennessee, and I think they got the nation's attention last week uh, with that win against Bama. And I think now now that they have the eyes on them at home, they're going to put an exclamation point on that and carry through the season. I think this is a great matchup for Tennessee for uh people watching and I think it's a great matchup for awards ceremonies for all of their guys that are up for consideration for awards because like we've talked about Kentucky not good but they have tricked people into getting that number next to their name that's going to put them better on the TV schedule and it's going to make those highlights look even better when you run up the score on the team that has a number next to their name so give me the volunteers minus 12 in this one I'm actually I, I am legitimately surprised that this one is minus uh 12 i i would have guessed something closer not above 20 but something higher in the teens yeah 12 feels like a comfortable number for me i feel really good about tennessee here covering this um look the vols are just have it rolling and kentucky there's a team every year in the sec that is this kentucky is that ranking fodder you know they sit there around like 20s and everybody like completely mows through them that's actually really good and it looks nice on the end at the end with the resume and the CFP, you know, we'll just stack them in there. Um, and, and they, they, they just are not on this tier with Tennessee at all. I think um, they're on a mission. It's a night game in Neyland. Uh, the Vols, I believe are rolling out the all black uniforms. So that'll be something. And, you know, look, the, this, uh, that crowd can change a game. And I, I, I really think they go in and uh, get a really big win here in the Battle of the Checkerboards. So I'm not going to waste any more time talking about that. That's a Tennessee cover. Um, Moving on, we have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's Georgia and Florida. Dogs, favored by 22.5. We got this on the slate kind of last minute because, uh, look, it's, it's a big game, big rivalry. 
And uh, before we start this off, I, I want to ask uh, Blake. Uh, recently, there's been a lot of controversy, um, c- kind of coming from Kirby Smart saying that this should be a home and home series because of recruiting, because uh, they cannot get recruits to this game for some reason. It's against the rules. So I, I want to hear your take on that. Should this game be a home and home, or does does or is it a crime to have it leave Jacksonville? No, I like the neutral site. I'll always love neutral site rivalry games. I think it's so interesting whenever you get two different fan bases mixing together. I know the penultimate one we think of, OU Texas, that's such a great atmosphere when you have two like two fan bases that absolutely hate each other all in the same place. I understand for recruiting, yes, this is a good visual to give, but I do enjoy the occasional like and this is this is why this is wild to me because like I do enjoy the occasional rivalry game that is neutral site because I hate the beginning of the season the Chick Fil A kickoff special presented by Nationwide and like the the corporate stuff that you're having Georgia play in Atlanta even though like just call, make it a home game like at that point just make it a home game. But I do enjoy whenever actually two traveling fan bases are able to come together in one location and have a game together. So, no, I don't think we change it. Yeah, no, it's one of the good ones and it should stay there, you know. And my thing is, like, this is one of the things where it would kind of downgrade the game by moving it to home and home. It would just become another big SEC game. It wouldn't be be as special. Um, Jameson, do y'all have any takes on this? I always love neutral side games, so obviously. Always? I don't have always yeah what do you mean like what, like I mean, the beginning of the season like in terms of rivalries rivalries the season opening things yeah yeah i agree with jameson those are not rivalries yeah no, no. <laughs> hey you know I, i'm just saying oregon and georgia have had long-standing hatred you know so <laughs> we, we must protect the sanctity of both chick-fil-a kickoff games in atlanta they suck, and remember when TCU had a home-and-home home schedule with Ohio State that was going to be awesome, and then they changed it to one game in Jerry's world? That sucks. That sucks for everybody. It's not fun. You can't get good atmospheres in those NFL stadiums. Like, Jacksonville, at least, is probably one of the like crappier NFL stadiums, which is good for college fans because that's where you thrive. But when it's indoors, domed over, it's not the same. It really isn't. Not at all. Not at all. Let's get to the picks, though. I'll go ahead and start this festival off here with uh, I like Georgia minus 22 and a half. Florida just has looked really off. I know this is a lot of points, but this game is about pure hatred. And I feel like Georgia is going to really kind of rub it in Florida here. Um, I know they struggled here and there with, you know, that road game at Missouri and everything. But, you know, for me, I see that more as a blip than a indicator of who they are as a football team. Uh, 22 and a half, obviously a ton, a ton of points, but they've, they've been able to put away, you know, not great teams, uh, pretty recently since that Missouri scare, uh, 42, 10 win against Auburn and a 55, nothing win against, uh, Vanderbilt. Obviously those teams are way worse than Florida, but I think they just go in and completely stomp, uh, the Gators in Jacksonville. Ty. Yeah, I've got some some vendettas, some some bones to pick with this one. First off, um, I didn't even know this was a rivalry game until you guys started talking about it. I knew they played at a neutral site, but then earlier in this week, someone in the group text, I'm not going to name any names, starts talking about how this is like a top 10 in all of, all of college football rivalry, yes, which is just is. ridiculous. It is. No, it is. No, it incorrect. Is. It absolutely no, is. It absolutely is. There's like four national championships between both teams. 
Come that, on. Army that, Navy has more national championships between the teams than this one does. There's also, 10. I said top also, 10. Also, I, yeah, I don't think actual rivalry game. Anyways. I think, yeah, Army Navy's like top three. This is like top, I would argue top. Okay, sorry. They got unmuted somehow. Anyways. Second off, okay. They no, no, call no. it. They call it time. the world's. They call it the world's largest cocktail party. We're talking about Florida versus Georgia and something. What is the? What is the cocktail? The cocktail is what? Cheap beer, and then you have like the aftertaste of a stale cigarette in your mouth. That's what the cocktail is. It's not a cocktail party. Atmosphere. What's it? They're in Jacksonville, Florida. I've been to Jacksonville, Florida. It's not a nice place. Um. So yeah, I don't. Everything about this is fraud, which brings me to the University of Florida, University of Fraud at football. Uh, their quarterback, a person who inexplicably is constantly mentioned on this podcast by certain people, Anthony Richardson, formerly known as AR15, changed it for obvious reasons. Uh, I don't blame him. He's he's chasing the bag, uh, but what he should be chasing is completions because he's not good at them. And uh, he should be chasing some skills at football, which he is not good at. Uh, Florida has no chance in this game whatsoever. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs to come on down. I'm pretty sure Georgia invented Chick-fil-A. They're going to come down to Florida. I don't know that Florida has invented anything ever, really. Um, and, And get the cover. Yeah, give me Georgia minus whatever it is. I lost track of my notes there. Uh, for a second, but yeah, this is not a rivalry game, I guess. Okay, I will cede the fact that this is a rivalry game. It is nowhere near the top ten of rivalry games in college football. I would argue that Kansas Kansas State is a more relevant oh, rivalry, okay. uh, to the national picture Jesus. than this one. Okay, woof, <laughs> that is a take. I'll, I'll say that, yeah, but you're right. You know, Georgia does have Chick Fil A. They have Waffle House, uh, Florida. Specifically, the University of Florida has provided no benefit to the beverage uh, or food industry. Not once. Oh, I'm sorry. They invented Gatorade. They invented, hey, yeah, we accidentally put salt in the Kool-Aid instead of <laughs> sugar. Let's just claim we did it on purpose and then it's to rehydrate you. I'm you sorry, go. University of Florida. I forgot <laughs> that you guys invented salty Kool-Aid and then tried to pretend like it wasn't an accident. I love it. I love it. Blake, who do you got? <laughs> I'm going down with the ship, boys. You know where I'm going. <laughs> Anthony Richardson has been not the best this year. I had him as my dark horse, or maybe like very heavily in the Heisman contention. Uh, yeah, I had Florida over Tennessee in uh, the SEC East. That did not go well. But we move on, and 22 and a half points is too many points, especially for a rivalry game that has Billy Napier on the other side. We saw a similar situation against Tennessee earlier this year. Tennessee outplayed Florida, like there's no doubt about it, but Billy Napier wants to win these games. He wants to keep them close, and he's going to do everything possible to keep the game as close as possible, and... We saw it. He was going for it on 4th and 10s in their own territory. He was going for every opportunity on 4th down to keep them in that game because he's seeking the win. I like that. That's key backdoor potential right there. We saw it against Tennessee. He did not give up. He was still running the plays. He wanted to get that cover. I like that with 22.5 points. It's a rivalry game. Throw out the record books. Too many points, 22 and a half, for a coach that's going to do anything. He's not going for typical, oh, 
well, fourth and five. Let's just punt it. No, he's going for it. He wants to beat the best. So I like Florida. 22 and a half, too many points. I feel like the last time I saw someone just go for it, we ended up with a tight end taking most of the quarterback uh, snaps and we uh, and a team lost 49 nothing. But uh, Jameson, he never just went for it. Oh my <laughs> god. That was the complete opposite. No, I believe yeah. I believe no, they, Bobby they was talking too hard. about I believe Bobby was talking about when this Georgia team faced an actual good team in the Oregon Ducks and exposed them 49 to nothing. I would say something no, that Florida has Levy, not done. Levy just went for it, but he went for it in a bad way. You know what I mean? No, Anyways. he did not go for it. He didn't even try. He didn't give any. Okay, don't even give me start on this BS again. <laughs> hey, the guy, the guy handicapped his whole offense and didn't give them any chance to succeed. Okay, but this is not what we're talking about. And Blake, I'm joining you. You ain't gonna be an island boy because we're picking Florida. And here's why: it's not as much about Florida. I'm not gonna try to pump sunshine about this Florida football team and DL for this pick. It's not gonna be that. It's just a rivalry game. And Georgia has been pretty darn good this year, but they're not invincible. We saw that in the Missouri game. And uh, I just think that they might underestimate Florida a little bit and get, you know, have a little bit of a sneaky close, you know, part of this game, whether that be the first, second, third, fourth, or quarter. I just don't think 23, 24 points they can get to there. Um, so I'm going to go Georgia by 20 points and Florida covers. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on to our next game, the Ohio State Buckeyes, favored by 15 and a half, traveling to Happy Valley to take on the Nittany Lions, this game being played at noon Eastern. Uh, so, um, well, I guess big noon. It, it, it is the big noon kickoff. Jameson, the Buckeyes have destroyed everyone they played, but they are one of the, I believe, one of four teams to have not played a single ranked opponent yet. They get that uh, with the Nittany Lions on Saturday. Do you think they struggle at Happy Valley uh, in their first kind of real test? I mean, since mm, Notre no. Dame. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Notre Dame was ranked. It's just obviously Currently a different ranked. story now. Um, but here's my thing. Can you tell me uh, what TV network this is on again, Bobby? I believe it. Is it not Fox? Well, I know. Okay, what, what time is the game is what I'm trying to get at. It's noon. <laughs> okay, we're fading Penn State. We're picking Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Blake, who you got? I'm joining Jameson. It's Ohio State. I don't know why you do the, like, a Penn State, this is a night game in my mind. It's like wide out, under the lights, against Ohio State. But this is what sucks about TV contracts, is you get forced into these 11 o'clock, like, I guess noon East Coast time slots, where this game should be a night game. But I think Ohio State rolls them. I I will say this about Ohio State. I'm not as impressed with them with their national championship hopes after the Iowa game. I know they rolled them in the end, but they were kind of struggling in that first half. Like, I want to see for a national championship contending team right there to really separate. They were only up 16 at half. I know they didn't allow, like, Iowa can't move the ball, but, like, come on, guys. Like, it's nitpicking. It's nitpicking. I know, I know, I know, but... Ohio State is considered in the top two or three with Bama, Ohio, like Ohio State, and Georgia. Like, they're kind of considered in that tier. I haven't been impressed with them as much this year. I'm going Ohio State this one, but be weary, folks. I don't think Ohio State's going to do as much damage in the playoff if they don't turn it around. I really don't think so. 
Like, I don't think they're any, like, semi-competent defense they go up against, whether it be Notre Dame or Iowa a little bit. Like, they show some signs of struggle. I, they did put up 55 on Iowa. I know, but it... I know it took a while to second, get there. Yeah, it separates in the second half whenever they're, like, they're just significantly better. But it's just, like, they haven't played anybody yet. There are a few, like, small little tests. Like, they're not even big tests. Like, Iowa's defense is a test in a sense. Like, they're going to give you some initial push, and they're failing at those. And it's like when I see Georgia, when I see Alabama, when I see even, like, Tennessee's offense right now, I'm like, what do I, like, what can I think about this Ohio State team as a whole? They're going to run through the Big Ten, but I don't think they're as much of a national title contender coming into the season as we thought. So I'm just weary. I'm weary. The soft well, schedule's hurt now. And I don't think you can really look at that Iowa game because, yeah. to me, like Iowa's just so putrid on offense. I, I believe someone ran the numbers and they would have been better off punting every every first down. So. They really are. They, they've only scored, like, I think it's seven games with seven offensive touchdowns. Like, that's insane. Awful. Like, they score almost just as much on the defensive end with pick sixes and random other crap. Like, they're great at doing that, but... It's it's sad in Iowa, but it scares me for Ohio State. They haven't been tested yet, and like that's fine now when you're going through a soft conference like the Big Ten that everybody keeps on hyping up as some other superpower. I know they get the viewers, but come on, like Michigan, you have two powers that like aren't even really that good. At least have some depth. They have no depth. Ohio Fair State, enough. but Jesus. Fair enough. Uh, Ty, who you got? I have the Buckeyes in this one. I see this one going very similarly to when this Penn State team matched up against the Michigan Wolverines. I think that this Ohio State team is fairly similar for painting in in broad brushes of they look like this on offense, they look like this on defense. Obviously, their game plans, their personnel, how they get the stuff done is very different. But I think that the Buckeyes are even better than this Michigan team that we saw Penn state play. And I think Penn state is the same Penn state that we saw play Michigan. So I expect, uh, I, ex- I don't, I expect uh, the Buckeyes to get the cover here. Okay. Who posted that one? <laughs> I, did, I did not. I who who made this comment? That is me. That is me. <laughs> okay. Delete, wait, delete, delete. It's called. It's called a private. Ch- it's the private chat, not the main chat, Blake. This is why I told you send me the link beforehand, so I just have your only access, and I know what the chat is. <laughs> Listeners, just, Blake just, just told everyone chat. watching on YouTube that he needs to piss. Blake needs. Wait, to what happens me. if I say put user in timeout? What does that do to me? Well, you can't put ourselves in timeout, Blake. Delete I think, it, Bobby. Delete. I can. I can delete it. I'll... <laughs> I can't, I can't block ourselves, though. That's the thing. It's it just got to sit there. It's, it's got to sit there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyways, uh, Blake, go ahead. Take your leave. I'll, I'll, we'll leave this up while, for the time being. Uh, you could go ahead and, and boogie, though. Um, so, all right. I got this one, and I'm going to zig a little bit. I, I like Penn State here. And my thing is, um, it, it comes out of Sean Clifford. You know, when he's on the road, you get the bad Sean Clifford, where he's a total mess. He is all over the place, throwing picks, not being able to do anything. And look, I, I, I really do think that, you know, the noon atmosphere isn't great, isn't ideal for him. I'd feel way better about picking them if this was a night game, a whiteout, et cetera, et cetera. 
But uh, Penn State knows how to show out for these sort of things. I think they're going to do enough to keep this game close. I think 15 and a half, that little hook kind of weirds me out. I think Penn State puts up a good fight here. Uh, unlike what we, the last time we saw them on this big stage against, um, against uh, Michigan. So I think that makes yeah. a difference. We need, we need to stall for a little bit because this next game, Bobby, we need Blake here in his seats because it's the game. I feel like that all of us here on the schooner pod have been looking forward to the discussion. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't, I cannot wait to talk about this. Your kickers lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession, they're slim. The stakes are high, and that tension is even higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands. Okay, now, like, make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So check this out. In addition to the usual bets, Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any NFL game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Okay, uh, good. Blake's back. So Blake has returned, and I'm pumped about this. It's the butt bowl. It's Baylor at Texas Tech. The Red Raiders, Cactus Gang, favored by two at home. It's uh, it's Patrick Mahomes' night. They're revealing his uh, ring of honor entry. So you know the vibes are going to be the the best they've been in Lubbock in in several years. They'll be through the roof. It's a red out. It's going to be crazy. The tortillas will be flying. The batteries will be flying. And I'm going to kick us off. And uh, look, after last week, the vibes. Oh, shocker! Where's it going, Bobby? The vibes oh, wow. are great. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. The vibes are two. great. They they absolutely smashed smashed West Virginia. Like I I knew they would go in and beat them. So. You know what? Vegas is indicating something here. I think the energy is going to be through the roof. Baylor, not good on the road. Ooh, they went in, lost to West Virginia on the road. Didn't look great there. They don't, they, they, they just don't look good on the road. And I think this environment is just going to be a lot. Give me the Red Raiders to cover two here and uh, take home the butt ball championship. I like them a lot here. Um, and, you know, honestly, just it's just too many things combined together. Joey McGuire and the boys got things rolling and uh, it, it'll be the perfect primer into next week's massive showdown in Fort Worth. Ty? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, good on Texas Tech for uh, celebrating Patrick Mahomes' Heisman. Uh, certainly you want a Heisman. He's <laughs> a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Um, take. Do you not think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? I'm just obviously. Just okay. So, all right. Yeah. Jameson disagrees. Jameson thinks Patrick Mahomes out of the top 10 in the NFL. Uh, I guess that's up for debate. Uh, but I, I think he's top 10 in the NFL as a quarterback. Um, right next to one, Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy's not a quarterback, Jameson. One of that's the best all right. I'll let, you, I'll let you compose your, I'll let you compose your notes. 
Uh, this one, I went back and forth on this one because like Bobby, I'm like, what does, what does Vegas know on this one? Why is Tech favored on this one? Both these teams, you know, uh, well, I guess Texas Tech over overperforming our expectations, underperforming what they were claiming. They thought they were doing something special this year. Uh, Baylor, certainly a fall off after last year when they won the conference, uh, as we are all familiar with. So this one, I, I really had a, a game time decision on and, I don't the the atmosphere at Tech certainly worries me. Uh, I'm almost talking myself out of it. I'm gonna go. This is true game time decision here. I'm gonna go with the Red Raiders because I've constantly been wrong about picking Baylor. I've picked with Tech uh, several times and they have done me no wrong. I know Tech uh, succeeds on the vibes that are down there. I've been told that, and uh, I'm constantly wrong on Baylor. So certainly I'm gonna go with with uh vegas here i think shall like, we even ask you, got, two, got two points so first we know who my pick is or we already know so we'll go into my first point i think it's embarrassing that texas tech is doing this whole ceremony for patrick mahomes who led them through like a whole bunch of seven and five six and six seasons like at best, they are just showing how incompetent they are out in Lubbock that they had one of the best quarterbacks of all time and they could only lead them to, like, mid- to low-tier bowl games. Like, that is sad. Like, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you can't show up to that. You, you were so misused. If you were in a competent system at that time, you would have won the Heisman. You would have gone on to what you did in the NFL, but why are you giving these guys any credit? Texas Tech didn't do crap for your career. It was more of the Chiefs reaching for you, trading up for you. The the smarts there seeing, oh, he was mismanaged. Let's get him there. Don't know why Patrick Mahomes is there. Second, Cactus Gang's all over my Twitter feed now. Like, it's become inevitable. <laughs> and it's just the the whole idea. They're like, why isn't our game versus TCU a sellout? Maybe because you're one of the worst teams in the Big 12 and nobody wants to come see you. Nobody cares about you. You're nobody's rival. So, yes, you, you are not going to get the sellout treatment because nobody wants to come see you. Like, that's just... The facts, the facts is Texas Tech has no rivals. Nobody really cares about Texas Tech as a rival. They want you to care. They want you to feel like, oh, yes, Texas Tech, you are equal to us. No, you can't care about a rival when they go 6-6, six 7-5 and six, seven and five every season. The best status they can get is what they are now with the saddle. They are our tertiary rival. They are third. They are third behind, they are behind Baylor. They are behind SMU, and we have the saddle with them. That is fine. I know y'all care about that because that's the only trophy that gets exchanged to you every season because you can't win bowl games. You can't win actual games. So it's like, fine, you care about this game, but don't come crying to us when people don't want to come see this bum matchup next weekend because, like, <laughs> it, they're just not well, good. Like, they're did, not good. Didn't TCU, like, only limit the Texas Tech game if you bought, like, a mini plan? Though they they didn't sell like regular season tickets, it's like yeah, because, they buy a mini a mini plan or a season ticket. Yeah, but next next week we're giving it back to the teachers and the faculty that want to <laughs> go. We set up a package for them to go. If you use your at tcu.edu email address, you're gonna get a great deal on those tickets. It's just like Texas Tech. Go to your own games first. 
and then you can talk. You don't go to your own games. You still have a worse attendance percentage than TCU, who is like a third of your size, doesn't have the same alumni base, and yet you still complain about these things. I'm sorry. Baylor's going to roll. And I don't think Baylor's won there since the 90s, but Baylor's going to roll. I feel like uh, TCU might be ducking the smoke a little bit from the Raider fans, but that's okay. Uh, no, we're not. Jameson. Like, we don't well, like. It's not a. It's not a worthy game to go watch. Well, it's why don't you? Even, why don't just... you sell single game tickets to it? You didn't throw need... you. We did. We, yes, we did. But it doesn't well, matter. The, the rivalries. I like how Blake has gone it's on fine. his fourth rant in in as many weeks about how no one cares about Texas Tech. And then anytime someone mentions Texas Tech, he goes on a five-minute rant. So I don't because maybe... it's just like they're all up. Like the problem is, I hate the Twitter algorithm. So like I added a whole bunch of like similar to how Jameson went for the Schooner Pod, adding a whole bunch of OU fans. I had a lot of TCU fans, but they engage with the Texas Tech fans, so I automatically get boosted those ones. So I constantly see Cactus Gang that and like dumb OSU fans that are on my like not even the smart ones. Like I love OSU fans, but the dumb ones, the dumb ones are always on my feed. They are always they're just there. And it's like, I can't escape it. I Every time I log on to Twitter.com on this thing, it's just all Cactus Gang. So I have to put them in the place. I'm not going to respond to them on Twitter to give them that, that satisfaction. They got to see my face when I say this. I'm not going behind <laughs> some alias, anonymous, anything like that. I'm saying it to your face. Y'all suck. But, so. but Bowden Blake, the man with no alias. Uh, Jameson, what's your take on this game? <laughs> I'm tired of Twitter giving me the suggested for you topic. It's starting to piss me off. <laughs> okay. It All sucks. Right. It sucks. Especially when you get likes of other people that start popping up. You're like, I don't want to see this. All right. Okay. So here, here's my pick. I understand the Texas Tech hype. I'm I'm obviously not discounting it like Blake. Um, but here's my thing with it. Freshman quarterback, Bear Martin. This is a feel like this is his first real test versus a team that's going to have competent tape on him and that can actually scheme against him. West Virginia's defense ain't going to scheme against a quarterback. Come on. Like, we know that. West Virginia's defense isn't anything. Dave Aranda, now he can go out there and make some schemes and put a freshman quarterback in an awkward space. Even though it's on the road and there's a lot of hype, I think that his game planning is going to show um, the Texas Tech Raiders a lot of you know, problems because this freshman quarterback really hasn't had much adversity, if any, at all this season. I think it's going to be a tough game. I like Baylor plus to the points. It's going to be close, but I think Baylor gets it at the end. Ty, you're raising your hand. What's up? Yes. Before we move on, I don't want this argued because I didn't, I waited politely until the end. Uh, I would like to use my mulligan. I don't want this argued because I've never used one. So I do not know when the timing is appropriate, uh, but I fully intended to as soon as I could. We've okay. usually so done it before other people make their picks. Like if I say I picked a pick, that's what I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. but, and so it's not like you can hear people's arguments and then miss it. But if we want to do it, I'm that's up to you. all Go on. Make that mulligan, buddy. I thought it was all about hearing people's arguments. It's like, yeah, this guy's quarterback's down. You're yeah, like, I'm oh, pretty sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how I thought that's how we used it. So I was going to let everyone finish. Yeah, you but can I, make that mulligan. Go for I'm it. I'm using Mine my one mulligan for the season. Yeah, I'm using my my one mulligan for the season. Uh, taking Baylor. I did. That okay. doesn't make sense. I, I'm not trying to argue my case, but it seems like if someone else hasn't spoken yet, then it's not a mulligan. It's just you 
you're wa- you waffled mid pick. Your pick mid yeah it's it's anyway i think anyway. i think that's a fair mulligan that's a fair okay mulligan. we've we've refined it yep yeah cool. there it is done cool, cool 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 all right moving on to our next game it's the tcu horn frogs on the road to uh west virginia mountain mama to take on the mountaineers favored by seven and a half here the only undefeated team left in the big 12 and uh the own potentially the only chance at a college football playoff bid no pressure blake um jameson do you like the frogs to go on the road here and get a win over neil brown the mountaineers who are suddenly backed against a wall yes tcu continues to cruise west virginia shooketh just like blaker um i just don't see west virginia bouncing back after what just happened to them like yep think teams quit on neil brown the luck continues all i love i see all these sharps and all these whales they're always bent against tcu they're like it's gonna collapse it's gonna come back to bite them nope still hasn't done it yet and i'm gonna keep on rolling and even after it even after the wheels fall off i'm gonna keep on rolling as well but i think tcu hs better defense i think our offense poses a lot of issues if you think texas tech can put up a lot of points against them see when when you see actual athletes on the field putting up points again on points against them i think tcu great spot 11 a.m get them a little sleepy just go in there business trip get it done frogs frogs on top so give me the frogs hey fair enough hey for them it's like noon so technically the frogs will be dealing with a a slight slight time change uh ty who do you like here yeah, they're going to be sleepy at <laughs> noon. <laughs> um, I get. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I said this earlier in the week, uh, not on the podcast. Unfortunately, it didn't come to me then. But uh, I'm hopping on the uh, the Toad train. Did I don't know if Toads have trains. I know that Dallas has the Dart. I don't know about Fort Worth uh, if they have public transport like that. Maybe the Toads have trains. Maybe they don't. I'm hopping in the Toad Uber with uh tcu i like tcu this year you know the ou loss was embarrassing and painful and and all of that uh and i i I really i I have to say i'm not a fan of the emperor zurg uniforms it's just there's something a little bit off with it it's it's a good rough draft but they need to refine that they're all blacked out ones are their best uniforms that they have for sure which brings me to my point tcu has great branding they have a great brand TCU is primed for an explosion. If, if you could invest in college football teams, spoiler alert, you can. I'd be looking at TCU. They're in a tremendous market, growing area. They have a relatively small fan base. I think it's under, under tapped, really. They're pushing that whole DFW Big 12 team. They're pushing to get the, for lack of a better term, what a lot of people use, the Walmart fans. TCU has a fan base that's almost entirely alumni. They're trying to expand beyond that and, and do what Texas has done what OU has done, what Oklahoma State has done, what so many other big programs do, because those people bring money too. There's a whole lot of people, you know, that bring a whole lot of money to programs, believe it or not, that aren't necessarily alumni. That's how you get ticket sales. There's a whole lot of big, big donors for big schools that didn't actually go there. Um, so I, I really like what TCU is doing, and you can't be doing anything better on field uh, than winning. I think TCU, um, I'm still a little. I, I think the Cowboys may have it in a rematch, but TCU right now probably going to win the Big 12. I think certainly they roll through this West Virginia team. I understand going out to West Virginia, uh, some people sleep on 
on that atmosphere being a little rough. But I think that's usually when it's in, in the nighttime. Uh, I really like TCU to go in here, play some good fundamental football, and and really, you know, get get the cover. <laughs> I guess I sort of fumbled that right at the end. Wow. But, that's all good. Yeah. I like the frogs. I'm on the frog train. Maybe I've been hypnotized by the hypno toad. Maybe. Blake, what was the quote you uh, told me a couple weeks back when we were at the uh, TCU game uh, that the, um, I believe TCU's AD said about the Wait, frogs? You want about how their goal? The goal was that the frogs should be like the second favorite yeah, team. Yeah, it's CD, like CDC, whatever, before he moved to Texas. His ultimate philosophy is like, you want TCU to be everybody's second favorite team. And like, that's how you kind of grow a fan base at a really small school that has like very like small living alumni base. Yeah. And I think you do that by being weird, endearing everything they've been, you know, the uniforms have been, you know, not quite Oregon level, but really cool. And then obviously everything with the hypno toad and the weird social media bits. I, I, I love what TCU has been doing. So gotta give them props. And, you know, I think they roll again. I've been, we've been fading West Virginia all season long. And I've, I feel like the frogs and Sonny Dykes deliver the knockout punch to Neil Brown. He gets sacked on, on uh, Monday, get him out of there. Um, give me frogs by seven and a half. I think it's going to be just, I think they're going to cruise. So moving on to our next game, we have, it's not quite Farmageddon, but it's pretty farmy. It's Oklahoma state at Kansas state, the K state wildcats favored by one point here after their loss to the TCU Horn Frogs. So, I'll go ahead and get a start here. I've been on K-State a lot this season. I like them a lot. Obviously, I kind of think that last week, um, having Will Howard play most of that was pretty difficult. Even though Skylar Thompson didn't look good, and I guess the, what, three plays he played that first drive, um, and Howard did do a pretty good job uh, in that first half. He, he just, you know he's going to blow up. So here's my thing. I think Thompson is going to be ready to go. It sounds like he's going to be a go uh, like a decision to go. I'm going to bet on that. I like K State at home. That atmosphere Thompson? does a lot. Skylar Thompson. Sorry. Yeah, Clark. Uh, my bet. Wait, no, no. Shit. Martinez. Martinez. Uh, Taylor. Martinez. Taylor Martinez Thompson. Or Adrian. Adrian. No, no, Tyler. It's Taylor Martinez. <laughs> Taylor Martinez. I'm sorry. I've heard Tyler. Blake call my him God. Taylor three times on the pod this year. My just God. That out my there. Adrian Martinez, not Skylar Thompson. He's he li look. He lives rent free in my brain at this point after all the times he dealt horror to OU. Yeah, Adrian Martinez. My bad. I think he does a good job and uh, leads K-State to victory here. OSU kind of on the ropes a little bit last week. Needed a bit of a of a Texas shutdown, which they, they keep doing under Sark. Uh, but on the road, I think it's going to be too much, and uh, K-State gets the win here. I like, I like what's going on here. I think they get a win with a healthy Adrian Martinez. Hmm. Curious. Known OSU show Bobby picks against OSU. What is the move here? I'm wondering what is going on uh, on the OSU chessboard where they have their agents, uh, Bobby picking against them here in this game. Certainly makes me wonder, uh, makes me worry that maybe OSU is planning on throwing the game or something like that. Cause again, known OSU agent. I like the Cowboys in this one. I think the Cowboys, they've been banged up. Spencer Sanders has been banged up. He is a good, good quarterback. He's the best quarterback that's going to be out on the field in this matchup. I think OSU is fundamentally a better team. Do they have better branding? 
that's arguable. I like the color purple. I think it's cheap to try to knock off the Cowboys and somehow do it worse. So I think maybe OSU gets gets the uniform battle there. But I like the Cowboys in this one because I think we're basically picking it straight up. Um, so give me OSU plus one to – I think they get the win outright, but I think they lose by less than one. That's fair. At least. At least a, they it, lose by yeah. less than one. If, if they Good. lost by one, it'd be a push, and you win anyways. So, okay. Blake, yeah, Blake, yeah. 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 Blake, who do you got? I'm rolling with the Wildcats. Uh, whether it's Adrian Martinez playing or it's Will Howard, I feel comfortable with both. Will Howard made some incredible throws versus TCU. Like, I know he's kind of been a meme because when he came in for Skylar Thompson in the past year, maybe even two, but like. He looked bad, like bad deer in the headlights, didn't know what to do with the ball, but he made some big time throws and it's kind of ironic that the one throw he really needed to make in that game to keep him back at, like keep him in it, he couldn't make it, but he had some big time throws in that game. So if you're with Will Howard, you're going to spread it out a little bit more. You're going to throw the ball around. If it's Adrian Martinez, you're just going to run it down their throat. I like what K-State is as a team they're fundamentally sound they are a tough tough out and what scares me about the spread is like you would think osu would be favored by a little bit more but probably showing just spencer sanders like i'm just worried about how his health factors into this and i just like where k-state is more compared to osu i think osu just like gates when it comes to on defense they can't stop anybody this year which shows i think jim knoll's great defensive coordinator that made them a defensive powerhouse these last few years but i wish you can't stop anybody i like k-state fundamentally sound at home i just feel like this line is just a little too low so give me k-state jensen I've been, this is the pick that's been screwing with me. And what's crazy, it's legitimately a minus one. I, I just, I can't decide on it. I really can't because I think Oklahoma State's run defense is susceptible to getting the game completely taken out of the hands of the pace that they want to play. But Oklahoma State has been coming up in big moments and can't really say that for Kansas State as of recently. Um, Adrian Martinez being questionable. There's there's a lot, you know, that's going into this week for them for there's uncertainty. If they were, if there wasn't any uncertainty at the quarterback position, I'd pick K-State. I just, I can't follow with them. I, I, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State just because they're, they're winning big games and they've got momentum, but this, this one's hard for me. It's, I mean, I think Vegas has it properly, like the spread proper here. It's, it's really that narrow. And, uh, you know, home team getting one point or like minus one. I think that's fair. I think it's really as close to a toss up as it gets. Um, but uh, Vegas seems to be slamming pretty hard on uh, Oklahoma State here. I believe the line started at K-State minus two. So this has uh, been shifting. All right. Next up, the game that everybody wants to see. It's the Oklahoma Sooners traveling to the Iowa State Cyclones on the road names at 11 o'clock kickoff, meaning that People go in, get their chili at 6 a.m. They could roll right onto the game. That's that's not an unreasonable amount of time between chili and kickoff. Sooners coming off fresh from a bye week after a win. And Jameson, did you see enough in that Kansas game to make you feel comfortable in picking Oklahoma minus one to win on the road in Ames? 
No, I didn't. So I'm not confident in this pick. But let's break things down. So essentially, Oklahoma gets a much-needed buy after getting a win when they needed it very badly and put out a very good offensive performance. But like I said, and I'll continue to say, and it's going to be like a broken record, was very scripted, and Kansas gave everything that we needed to succeed in that. Um, Iowa State won't do that. They're tough. They're gritty. They've got a good defense that holds good teams to low points. Um, My thing is, though, is we're going to score. With Dylan Gabriel healthy, there's going to be plays where we're going to score points. I just don't know if Iowa State's conservative offense is really good enough to get them across the line. They're, I think they're pretty one-dimensional. Their run game is extremely weak. And Hunter Deckers is a type of guy where if all of the weight gets has to get on his shoulders, like he's never had that. This is his first year starting as quarterback. So um, that's a lot playing a team like Oklahoma, having Billy Bowman back, who, like we said, we thought is the best defender on this team. Uh, I think this one is close, will be frustrating, will give us headaches. Um, but I think Oklahoma pulls away and wins by – I think they'll get a last-second touchdown and win by 10, but it won't look like that. It was it was a close game the whole time. Wow, okay. Blake, who do you got? Iowa State ain't that bad. I'm not, I'm not jumping off the boat now. <laughs> I see this and I'm like, oh, it's so tasty. People are going to think, oh, you, yes, better team. Like, one point spread. This is just basically a pick em. Nope. Not in Iowa. Not in Ames, Iowa. Defense, good. Offense, the most mid you will ever see. But I don't care. Iowa State really isn't that bad. They're a solid, well-coached Big 12 team that is punching above their weight and I like their defense. I like any time. I feel like OU has gone up against a somewhat living defense this year. Kind of got punched in the mouth a little bit. I like the Iowa State win here. I think Vegas knows something. So, Ty, who you got? We did, minus Blake, uh, we did a whole podcast earlier in the week on that one. If you haven't listened to that one, I would certainly recommend going and, and listening to that. Because uh, there's no way that I can get as fired up currently as I was on that one. In short, OU is going to embarrass Iowa State. Some might think it's close, right? And I, I agree with Jamison. Maybe we get a last-second touchdown and win by 10. Guess what? You that can't embarrass. Guess you what? You can't embarrass. Guess, and- sorry, Blake got unmuted there. Guess what? <laughs> that means we cover by 10 times the spread. That is math. That is how math works. I'm having to explain this because there might be people from the state of Iowa listening. Okay, imagine you have a piece feud. of corn. You have a piece of corn in both hands, okay? Corn in, this is right. This is called right, or there's right and left. There's way too many things to explain. If you have two pieces of, two pieces of corn, you have one in each hand, that's two. That's how math works. One plus one equals two. Learn more. Go to... Uh, wikipedia.com and learn math if you're from iowa if you know how to get on the internet they probably well they they certainly they have internet because they found the podcast one time give me the sooners minus one in this one that's easy i'm I'm picking who wins i'm an ou fan of course i'm gonna pick ou unless my name is bobby or jameson during red river and most of this podcast history when they've been picking against ou snakes in the grass Uh, that's blake Oh yeah, I yeah, picked, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I no, no, no. OU oh, yeah. to cover oh, wow, wow, every yes, single yes, yes. game this season. Yeah, Jameson Gross. did. Jameson did pick. Jameson did pick us. So he is not. 
He is not a snake in the grass uh, currently. That's why Just he's winning. Stupid. Would you would you look at that? But anyways, I'm sorry, Jameson. That was rude of me. Bobby is a snake in the grass very, very for picking against OU and Red River. Give me the Sooners minus one. And I was totally right. I was absolutely right in that. What? That being said, you were. Oh, I didn't remember. Jeez. Anyways, anyways, uh, I, I'm gonna say this. I think Vegas, much like how they had that Oklahoma State. Uh, K-State line pretty right. I think they have this one pretty right too. I think this is going to go down to the wire uh, because as we've mentioned, as y'all mentioned, case or Iowa State's defense is awesome. It's very good. It's going to give Dar- Dylan Gabriel a ton of fits. And, you know, I think that at the same time, their offense can't move the damn ball. They're one dimensional. Uh, do we have enough on defense to just slow down Xavier Hutchinson? And a, a bit of a limited Hunter Deckers, that's going to be ultimately what it comes down to. But at the end of the day, I think OU's offense makes enough plays, is just consistent enough to get OU across the line barely. I think they squeak by by a field goal. Give me the Sooners minus one. Uh, I do not bet on this game. Uh, do not bet on it at all because I think this is a very tough one. Uh, if you're an OU fan, I, I would not be you know, taking all that hopium from the uh, Kansas game right now because you don't know you don't know I, I think this is going to be the absolute benchmark of how OU continues the season how we look here I think will be kind of how we look down the road uh, especially for that Jeff Levy offense so um, I'm gonna go with the Sooners but I think it's gonna be damn close I think it's going to be a really 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 good game so anyways let's move on to my favorite pick of the week oh, the brakes working So I get to kick this off because I'm last because that makes sense somehow. Uh, And I'm going to roll with a a game between what you would call two frauds. You have Ole Miss on one hand who, and up until last week was a top 10 team. They're just kind of waiting to fall apart. Oh no. Jameson had this one, didn't he? Uh, that's the third week in a row i'm having to shift in the middle of the episode (laughs) oh i have it oh i oh i have this game as well so (laughs) what did we all pick this game if it's opposite of bobby then i'm 100 choosing it i have an alternate there's no way that you and bobby i have an alternate too if we okay oh okay if we all look if we all pick this game let's just pick the game and then pick another one just double wildcard it for no reason. Man, that puts that puts in his. Yeah. I, I like the ten. That's okay. That's if that's lame, yeah. then it's lame. Okay, I'm gonna go Ole Miss minus one and a half here though because okay, Dude, I, I never got Blake around. Has to, to pick A and M now. Blake I, has I did, to pick A and M now. I did never get around to who they were playing, but Ole Miss got a little bit exposed against LSU. Um, you know, had that really hot start, fell apart late. Um, whatever, but it's not anything remotely close to the dumpster fire going on at Kyle Field. In College Station, um, that loss to, to South Carolina was stanky, just stinky. Throw just whiffed right out the window. Horrible stuff. Oh, and then you know what? You know what that also smelled like? It smelled like a couple players getting suspended for uh, weed as well. Things are going bad. Jimbo, I think, is only here for the money that he's going to get at this buyout come December. Um, 
look, that, that team is checked out. I, I think it is just going to be too much to overcome. Ole Miss went minus one and a half on the road. I, I see, I just, I love this line. I love this pick. So give me the rebels on the road to take out a, just a, a complete, just a mess of a Texas A&M program at the moment. Ty. Fool. I'm glad I'm shifting to my alternate now. Come to think of it. I don't want anything to do with that game. Actually, as soon as you mentioned the LSU thing. Uh, so my alternate, my beloved ducks, I picked against them and I must atone for doing so. I cannot believe that I fell for the DTR UCLA hype against my beloved ducks. I kicked them while they were down too much for that uh, Georgia loss. And I should have known better as a known duck sympathizer. I'm wearing green right now. Also to atone. I like Oregon minus 17 against Cal. I went to our wonderful sponsors at DraftKings to find that line. Shout out to DraftKings because they do truly support this podcast and American small business. So support DraftKings for supporting American small businesses with their sponsorships. But I like the Ducks. The thing about Cal is they've had a decent defense, I guess, some are saying, throughout the year. They haven't really played that many amazing people, but Cal just can't put points up. And I really like the Ducks now because they have been tested. They started out just getting absolutely kicked in the teeth. The bell rang. They started the match. Georgia came in with a head kick right to their temple. But they've righted themselves from that. And now they're they're down there and they're swinging against everyone that they play. I love where the Ducks are going right now, even if I was trying to be objective about it. So give me Oregon minus 17 against the Cal Bears. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Blake, who you got? You know who I got. I had A&M place that bet today, feel confident about it, and Bobby goes on the other side. Once again, third week in a row, me and Bobby uh, against each other. 2-0, and Bowden Blake has the advantage right now, and he's just kind of a square when it comes to these picks. Look, Ole Miss, they have that number besides their name. They've gotten some hype this year, but their defense hasn't been anything impressive. Any team with a pulse has been able to drive the ball against them. Last week versus LSU, an absolute embarrassment, losing by 25. I know it is in Death Valley, but oh my god, we called that from a mile away. We knew o- uh, like, Ole Miss was going to blow it just because, like, this team hasn't played anybody. They have pieces. We know the transfer portal pieces, but really, they're an all right team. They're an all right team that had an easy schedule going up to it. AM, yes. It's going to be probably Con- Connor Wegman with the start, dual threat guy. We're going to see what he gets with a full week of practice and playing in a game. I think he's a little bit more dynamic. Uh, than Haynes King or Max Johnson. That's kind of the guy I wanted. I heard Johnny Manziel 2.0, but it's embarrassing last week, and I think Ty had a good analysis. The opening kickoff really just set him back, but I don't think A&M, like, A&M still played competitive that game. They played competitive against Alabama in the same house. I think Vegas knows something. They're not giving up on A&M just yet. Give me the Aggies. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Jameson, who you like? Yeah, I, I wanted to pick Ole Miss. I really did. Uh, just there's so much going around. Do Texas it. A&M, do it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't like picking the same wild card as other people. I just feels nasty for me. We have so many things to pick from, and I just don't want to pick the same thing we've been doing that for the past, you know, nine picks. So I had a backup, and I guess I kind of. Uh, I was thinking about t- two of them, and 
Bobby pissed me off by picking Ole Miss. So I saw on <laughs> his Twitter picks this week that he's starting to get greedy picking his money lines. And he picked Washington State money line versus Utah tonight that kicks off in 15 minutes. So I said, boom, give me Utah minus seven. We're fading Bobby too. And I'm going to say Utah. Ooh, I disagree. Yeah, I just can't make that pick. It's going to be. Can. Well, by the time it started, by the time okay, the podcast fine, listeners get this, they, the game will be over. Okay, I'll pick something okay. different. Ooh, Damn it. Ooh, I, Whoa, um, Bobby. I don't okay. I don't I don't necessarily disagree with Bobby, but I'm that totally seems right. like a No, it's fine. Yeah, I understand. I thought I thought on the podcast a, side. So it would be a dead it would be a dead strategic pick by move. It, don't okay, don't fine. put it up don't take it up with me. Take it up with gamesmanship. Take it up with Mr. Harry's house over here. Who wanted to see Harry Styles? I saw Post Malone and it was great. <laughs> difference. Okay. And I know All Bobby right. would be dying wait, to go you to saw, Post Malone. Wait, so. wait, Post Malone was at the Harry Styles concert with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me, let, me, let me just zag then. Um, let me fade Keaton Slovis in Pittsburgh, pick UNC at home. I honestly know that that Duke game kind of scared me a little bit with North Carolina. I didn't think that they were as dominant as they were going to be. Um, but Pitt just has not looked it recently last game keaton slovis two interceptions no touchdowns only could score 10 points going against an offense like north carolina with three points i'm gonna pick unc yeah for the record i i, I really liked this thursday slate because i like wazoo at home and you know I, I i've been big on va tech by the way they're playing right now and they're up 14 to 3 on nc state so um, I, Bobby, I was with you on Wazoo. I was hoping you would let Jameson pick that. I thought it's the loser side, to be honest. What from Wazoo? I just really... out of curiosity, has shown y'all from the past couple weeks that you're optimistic in them because they got they got worked by Oregon State. Um, it, it just seems like they're skidding right now ever since they showed, like, you know, what, or they gave Oregon a fight. Um, but I, I just haven't seen anything, like, to really show me anything optimistic from them. Wazoo on the Palouse is different, you know, yeah. get out on those, on those weird, you know, you know, uh, Eastern Washington. Okay. It's just a Wazoo at home. Okay. I get, I get where you're coming from now. It's it just, is. It's it just is the also, aspect it's... of them being at home, not as much of their football team as of recently. Uh, I think Kim Ward's still a good quarterback and like they've posed problems to teams this year. Like we saw Oregon, like they almost beat Oregon. Like, they really were in that game for about 75% of it, which made it so frustrating when they almost didn't cover, but then got the backdoor cover. Like, Wazoo can play some good football every once in a while, so. They, they just look really different at home as opposed yeah. to being on the road. By the way, if you're in the... I see uh, that argument. If you're, if you're in the area of Washington State, you can get tickets for as low as $4. So, you know, get, get on down to whatever Pullman, Last Washington. Last minute. Get, oh, get out there as soon as possible. Go out to Within Pullman and get minutes. yourself get yourself a four dollar ticket, the price of a hot dog. So good stuff. Well, Blake likes them because they're in TCU's fight song. What? <laughs> Riff Ram oh, Wazoo. Wazoo. Oh. Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Jeez. That's great. Noted rival of uh, TCU is Washington State. You know, yeah, they want to they're gonna the riff ram them. That's not <laughs> the words. Riff what I don't know. I don't know. We're ba. Do it's ba. It's it's riff ram. There's not Riff a wazoo Ram. in there. No, it's bazoo. It's ba it's like a wahoo sheep at one point. Like yeah, yeah wahoo. Why? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it gets close. It gets close to saying wazoo, but they don't. Anyways, all right, boys. That's uh, that's the slate. Um, so I feel pretty good. Um, don't like being opposite of Blake. 
uh, as usual, but this time we're going to get one back. We're going to get revenge for that just garbage Cincinnati loss. I think you do. I think he's just buying too much into the Wegman hype. He's been hearing about him as of recently. He's thinking he's just going to be no, amazing. No, but... it's a square It's a square pick. It's like you just like you take in the storylines. Like Vegas factors in the storylines to their numbers. You're not going to get an edge by you thinking, oh, yeah, I saw they got suspended. Vegas does that. And like in the locker room, that's different than a different storyline. You know how those go. They baked it into the numbers. It's just a square pick. Square pick. (laughs) Well, not only that, but like you, you, I think your thing was like, oh, they don't like their defense can't stop anybody with a heartbeat, like with a with a pulse. I'm like, when did since when did Texas A and M have anyone on on offense with a pulse? Oh yeah, they haven't they haven't scored 24 points at all this year. Like more yeah. than twenty four points, so yeah. they got to the limit against South Carolina and then stopped. But so, Vegas knows something, so uh, well, I mean, Vegas does have my side favored, so you know, Be- being it's a, a, a favorite, Bob, it's a square. Get the squares like you that are like, oh, Miss, I see that little number next to them. They must be better. I don't know. Just like this look is a, at this the, is look a, at the situational it's a advantages. Purely Texas A and M. It's a purely Texas A and M based pick. You know that. I wasn't like, oh, look at look at ranked old Miss. You know, oh my goodness. You know, they were seven last week. I, I didn't pick them because they were seven last week. I picked them because A and M is on fire right now. It's a disaster. Okay. So okay. Ty, Ty we, we, us, what us the hell is of... a bazoo? <laughs> it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. So trying to make sense of nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That the, the uh, riff ram chant was actually created, uh, basically as a parody of Texas A and M's weird little whatever the hell they do. So it's good stuff. But all right, folks, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed watching along live on YouTube, or uh, if you're listening. On your favorite podcasting app, we appreciate you doing that as well. Make sure to show us some love. If you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. We'd love to see that. And then uh, hit a subscribe if you're just passing through on YouTube. So, yeah. Anyways, for me, Jameson, Bolton Blake, and Ty Lee, this has been the Schooner Pods Weekend Spread. And, uh, yeah, that is it for the week. So, y'all have a good weekend out there, and good luck.